Did you know that your baby boy someday walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy gives sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy the storm with his hand. Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you've kissed the face of God. The blind will see your baby boy is Lord of all creation. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's next level to stand. Big round of applause. Amen. Praise God this morning. Amen. Open your Bibles if you brought one to Zacharias. Zacharias 10-2.
Thank you all for being here this morning. How many, hey, y'all talk after church. Zacharias 10-2, how many remember their life before Christ? Really? Do you really remember? I don't think you can ever forget it. Because life before Christ, it kind of scars you. I think that's where the nails come from, the scars on his hands and on his feet and on his back come from our sins. That's why they nailed him to a cross, for my sins and for your sins. And if you don't think you're a sinner, you're a fool. Because the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if that offends you, I don't care. I'd rather save you and see you get changed and delivered from your sin and die and go to heaven than die and go to hell. And somebody ought to praise him for today that they know if they die that they're going to go to heaven and not hell. Because I can praise him for that today. And I'm not ashamed of my faith, and I'm not ashamed to stand up for my Christ. I'm not ashamed of uh, uh, walking around being a living witness for a living God. Uh, when that video was playing, the best part of it for me was, was, was when he appeared to Peter, and Peter had, had denied him three times, and then ran off with the rest of the disciples. They all ran off like cowards, and so they all ran off into hiding. And to see the, the, the Peter, he thought that the Lord would not forgive him, but the Lord showed himself to Peter and forgave Peter, which shows me that he's going to forgive you for no, your sins no matter what you've done. And that's good news this Christmas. Can I say this to you too so you don't get it twisted? You can't keep sinning and call yourself a Christian. You can't keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That ain't what it's about. You need to get saved and you need to straighten your life up. And like my grandma used to say, straighten up, fly right. Did anybody ever tell y'all that when y'all was a kid? Touch somebody and say, straighten up, fly right. Man, I, I got something for you in just a minute. It's going to blow your mind. I got something in just a minute. It's going to blow your mind. God, God gives you the opportunity to make a choice, BJ. You have an opportunity to make a choice. You either make the right one or you make the wrong one. And then you live with that choice. Three young men walked in, a 15-year-old, an 18-year-old. Mom and Dad, you better get a handle on your children right now, today, this very moment. You better know who their friends are. You better know who they're hanging out. You better put Christ in your kids before it's too late. Three young men, a 15-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 22-year-old decided that they would rob a convenience store this past week in Cleveland, Texas, and they killed the clerk, and now they all go to prison for murder for the rest of their life. That's the reality of it, kids. You live and die by the choices that you make. And I'm going to blow your mind with a statement here in just a minute. I don't want to ruin it for you, but I believe that, that, that we're going to stand before a holy God and that we're going to give an account for our lives. I'm not going to give an account for Donnie. I've witnessed to Donnie. I've tried to save Donnie. I've done everything I can to lead him to the Lord. I can't save Donnie. I'm Do Jesus is in the saving business. I'm in the presenting business. I present it to him, and he makes a choice. And if Donnie don't choose to get saved and Donnie chooses to go to hell, I I I'm going to miss him like crazy. There's nothing I can do about it. Only you know if you're saved this morning. Only you. Only you. Save people straighten up and fly right. 
Saved people change. Saved people don't make an excuse for their shortcomings. They don't cuss somebody out and say, well, that's just me. They cuss somebody out and they hit the altar and say, Lord, don't let me do that again. That's the truth of it. Saved people change. You better make a choice today to change. The best present you can give yourself is change. Change ain't easy. Change ain't easy. It ain't easy. I'm going to tell you that it ain't easy. There's living witnesses in this room that can tell you that it ain't easy. When you've been one way so long and then all of a sudden God gets a hold of your heart. Our old nature always wants to try to fight us. But you can win. The Paul says in the Bible that it's not how you start your race, it's how you finish your race. And then he says this, you should run, you should run like an athlete that wants to win. Losers flip-flop back and forth. I had a friend back home, his name was Jeremy. He was like a light switch. You didn't know who you'd ever get. One day you'd get him and he'd be great as good as gold. Next day you'd get him, he'd be strung out, drugged out, want to fight and kill everybody. One day you'd get him, he'd be happy-go-lucky. Next day he'd be depressed and manic and, and, and turn into uh, uh, opiums and all them prescription pills. And the next day you'd see him, he'd be buying you gifts and presents. I can't stand people like a light switch. You need to be always the same. How do I know that? Is that biblical? It's biblical. You can't be sober one day and drunk the next. You can't be a drug addict one day. God delivers and who he sets free, he sets free indeed. And how do I know that? And how do I know that we're supposed to continue when he does set us free? Because he says you are to be perfect because your father in heaven is perfect. Touch somebody and tell you, you better start being perfect. Touch your wife and say, you better start being perfect. Touch your husband and say, I know he's talking to you. The truth of the matter is, listen, shh, shh. The truth of the matter is there was only one perfect person. But that's no excuse for us to keep sinning. That's no excuse for us to not serve him, not to worship him, not to bow down in his presence. That's no excuse for us. Because we're going to give an account. I was thinking about Christmas and I love the tree. My wife has a house so decorated, so beautiful. I, I didn't have time to get lights up. I climbed up on the house yesterday and I tried to fix the lights that, that Brother Vic helped me to try to fix last year. And they didn't come on. And I stayed up there and I felt like I was going to fall off the roof. And I was like, I'm getting down. And it was I was having a panic attack or something. I was like, forget them lights. So I have a cross that, 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 that my friends made me in the yard. I went and wrapped all the lights around that cross. And the cross is like up here, and Justin came home. He's six foot five. I said, come on, we don't need a ladder. Help me finish this cross. And we wrapped that cross all the way around with lime green lights. And that's the only Christmas lights I got going. <laughs> and, and, and I thought, man, that is the only one that counts. The only thing that counts is what you do for Christ. All that you teenagers did, all that your parents do, all that you give, the only thing that counts is what you do for Christ. The only thing that will be stored away, watch this, pay attention. The only thing that will be stored away 
is what you do for Christ. The Bible says what you do on earth will be done where? Now I'm covering a lot of ground and I'm going to get to my point. Zacharias 10.2, got my Bible? I'm so glad for change today. I'm so glad that I'm a new person today. I'm so glad that he's there when I want to go back to my old ways. Come on, somebody ought to praise him for that. Every time I, 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 every time I want to go back to my old nature, he's there. Every time I, I, I mess up and do do that, he's there. Because this tells who we were before Christmas, before Christ. Zechariah 10.2 says this, Therefore the people wondered like sheep oppressed for lack of a shepherd. When I didn't have a shepherd, I was a lost sheep. James, when I didn't have a shepherd, I was just a lost sheep. Not knowing where I was going or what I was doing or how I was going to act. And, and, and come on up, bring him up. Rayford, Joey, Dalton, walk him. There you go. Come on, James. Come on. Easy. Thank you, sir. I got him. Awesome. So without the Lord, I was just a lost sheep. It's easy to forget the purpose of Christmas. How many believe that today? And I was thinking about it last night. This time of year, we have so many things that we can get lost in, like the commercialism, the tradition of Christmas, even the cooking and the baking and the decorating. We can get so lost in Christmas. Uh, the ornaments got to be in the right place, and this has got to be there. And we can get lost in what we got to buy our family and check the list, get everybody, make sure you got everybody a gift, make sure everybody gets a gift. The commercialism of Christmas, we can get lost in. We can even get lost in it in church. Oh, I gotta make choir practice. Oh, I gotta make play practice. Oh, it's no fun. I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Remember what it was like when you were just one lost sheep. Who remembers what it was like without Christ in your life? I was thinking about it. To find the real purpose of Christmas, you have to fast forward past the shepherds. Past the wise men, past the dirty stables, past the manger. We have to go to the statement that Jesus made when he was an adult. Look at Luke 19.10. We have to go and look at what Jesus said. Anybody getting what I'm saying this morning? Say amen. Anybody getting what I'm saying? Say amen. How many remember when they were lost? How many see a lost and dying world today? How many got family and friends that are coming over for the holidays and you know they're lost? I don't forget where I came from. And I sure don't forget where I'm going. I was thinking about that. We got to get past the manger for Christmas. We got to get past the ornaments, the lights, the shepherds, the wise men, the dirty stables. And we have to go what Jesus said he came for. It says in Luke 19.10, I'm in the NIV, it says, The Son of Man came to seek and save those which were lost. How many believe that today? The Son of Man came in all His glory to seek and save those which were lost. You just do what you want to do. 
The reason we celebrate Christmas is because Jesus came to earth to seek and save those which were lost. He gives three stories, guys. Listen. He gives three stories of why he came. And one was to shave. He's good. He's good. Don't mess with him. Go sit down. He's all right. He's all right. Y'all y'all be shh. Don't mess up. Don't listen. Listen. He came to seek and save those which were lost. They wandered around doing their own thing. Thought they didn't need any help from anybody. When I was 16, I didn't think I needed anybody. When I was 16, I thought I knew everything. When I was 19, the state was telling me different. When I was young, I didn't think I needed anybody or anything. I did what I wanted. I cussed you out. I, I drank. I smoked pot. I lied. I cheated. I still. I was just like a lost sheep wandering around not knowing where to go, what to do. I was tripping out. I, I was like, I was staring people down. I think he's staring himself down. You know. Jesus uses three stories in the Gospel of Luke to demonstrate what that means. And they're found in Luke 19. You don't have to go there, but you can read them. It's about the parable. I just, I just want to teach you this morning. They teach us to, that, that without the Lord, we're disconnected. Without God, we're disconnected, folks. He's all right. Hey, without the Lord, he knows we don't have a drummer. DJ, you better feel that spot, boy. <laughs> you might get your spot, boy. He knows without Christ we're disconnected, man. He knows without Christ that we're lost, that we're wandering around. God loved us so much that he was looking down on this earth and he was looking down on this planet and he said those people are wandering around without any supervision, without any direction and, and all the stuff that they're doing, they're going to, I can't accept them the way they are. They're going to need some help. So the Lord gave us some help. He gave us Jesus. And Jesus uses the parable of the lost sheep to teach us something today. He uses three parables. The parable of the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son. They teach us that if we're disconnected from God, we're going to lose. If we're disconnected from God, we're going to lose. You are a cool dude. If I'm connected to the Lord, I'm going to be saved. But if I'm not connected, I'm going to be lost. You know what? Yeah, toys are cool. And we like toys. But sometimes we lose those toys. I remember when I was a kid, man, I had some cool toys. Where are they at today? Electronics. Those are cool, but the batteries die, and you set them on a the shelf, and you don't pick them up. Mom comes along and sells them in a garage sale. Even as you get older, toys are cool. Even as a man, I was at Academy the other day buying something. Men were lined up to get all kinds of toys. Even as adult, toys are cool, but cars, they one day die. But the only thing that you can stay connected to that will save you is Jesus Christ. So if you're disconnected from God, I hear you. If you're disconnected from God, listen guys. If you're disconnected from God, you're just like a lost sheep wandering around. Getting into stuff. Going places you shouldn't. Starting trouble. <laughs> My daddy always said there's somebody a little bit better than you. 
around the corner. If you're disconnected from God. And what's really cool, listen, hey, what's really cool, God uses this parable to tell us that if I had 99 sheep and one were lost, is that one not as important as the 99? I got a pen full of sheep. He's looking for his home. He's looking for his place, but he don't know where it's at. I didn't know that there was a better life for me, but oh, did God have a better life for me. If God had a better life for you, you ought to share that with others. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, 6, We are all like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own ways, and the Lord has laid on him. Listen, shh. We are all like sheep. We have all gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the inequities of all of us. Sheep don't intend to get lost. It's just natural. Hey, sheep do not tend to get lost. It's just natural. They want to follow you. They want to pay attention. They want to go where you go. They want to do what you do. They want to make sure that they're around you. But sometimes, hey, listen, sometimes, don't touch him. Sometimes, just like sheep, we lose our way. Look up here. Sometimes like sheep, we lose our way. Ain't we so thankful today that we have a God who said that 99 sheep are good, but if I got one lost, I ought to go look for him. I ought to go find him because that sheep, he really wants to be with me. That sheep really wants to have something to do with me. That sheep really loves me and he wants to follow me. I know he does. Just like Jamarcus yesterday. I wish he'd have chose. He's probably sitting there saying, I wish I'd have never got in that car. I wish I'd have just stayed over there, listened to the message, listened to the music. If I'd have stayed around those people, I might not be where I am today. We go astray too. Thank God. Thank God. That we have a Lord who chases us. Come on, somebody. Who has a Lord that chases them? <laughs> And brings us back to where we're supposed to be. Is anybody getting anything out of this? Everybody's getting some. Dalton, would you take him back out in the pen? Give my little visitor a big round of applause. Easy. take him out that door I just wanted to make a point this morning without him you're lost with him you're found and when I was lost I knew there was something better out there but I tried to find it in a bottle I tried to find it in girls I tried to find it in money I tried to find it in friends nothing filled up my void like Christ has filled up my void so this Christmas, the best present that you can give yourself if you're lost is a personal relationship with the Lord. Sheep don't intend to get lost. It's just that way. So do we. By our own nature, we follow our own way. When we do that, we lose our way. Sheep have no natural defense system. So a sheep without a shepherd is a goner. 
I have 17 sheeps out there. I had 18. One day I told my guys, Dave and James, I said, let the sheep go, keep an eye on them, and bring them back at night, put them back up. And they did. They brought them in, they put them back up. Well, one decided to stay out there. The coyotes got him last week. I said, that don't look like we got all enough sheep. And they counted, and they said, no, we're missing one. They went out there, and he was dead. See, without Christ, you're a goner. You're dead. You have no protection from hell. You're going to die and you're going to go to hell. Without Christ, you're going to die and go to hell. He is the only way. He said, I am the only way. There is no other way. The Pope can't get you there. I can't get you there. Joel Osteen can't get you there. Billy Graham can't get you there. The religion that you grew up with won't get you there. Being a Baptist won't get you there. Being a, a, a Pentecostal or a, 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 a whatever won't get you there. Christ is the only way. Jesus Christ is the only way to get you there. Now, I'm going to make that point. I want to make that point. So he uses this. Listen. Sheep have no natural defense system, so a sheep without a shepherd is a goner. And that sounds like us. And the Bible says in Zechariah 7, 2, Therefore the people wander like sheep, oppressed for lack of a shepherd. Without a relationship with God, we're vulnerable. We're vulnerable to the stress of this holiday. We're vulnerable to things in our lives. We're vulnerable to attacks from the enemy. Our full potential comes when we get a part of something. Somebody bring me a quarter. Anybody have a quarter? All right, bring me a hundred. The second parable, look, watch this. Sheep's gone. Pay attention to the quarter. I'm not a magician. I ain't going to make it disappear. But he uses the parable of a lost coin. How many know that coins are important? Be out of money and have a penny jar somewhere. You'd be the happiest camper in the world. I heard a story of a rich man one time. He picked up pennies wherever he goes. He's a multimillionaire. He was walking with some businessmen to a business luncheon. They were, they were in a building. They had a meeting. They were walking over for lunch. He stopped and picked up a penny. One of the guys said, why would you stop and pick up a penny when you're worth $30 million? He said, because every time I pick up one penny, it reminds me of what the penny says. In God we trust. One coin don't look like a big deal. God uses the next parable of a coin. He uses the parable of a coin. He says one coin it, 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 it by itself can make a big difference when you put it with other coins. But if you lose the coin, if you lose the coin, if you misplace the coin, if you get away from Christ, if you get out there and think you got it all figured out by yourself, you are like that coin. I'm teaching you something. Wake up. You're like that coin. If you think you can do it on your own, you're like that coin. He uses that parable of the lost coin to say, hey, you're valuable when you're in Caney Creek Cowboy Church. You're more valuable when you're with your brothers and sisters. You're more valuable when you're around people of like mind. It's like the, that's what the coin represents. By yourself, lost, uh, gone away, can't find, all by yourself. You're not worth anything. A penny by itself is nothing. But when you put 99 more pennies with it, you have a buck. We're stronger in numbers. 
Hey, we are strong. Watch this. Pay attention. We're stronger in numbers. The Bible says where two or more gathered, there he'd be. So if you be in that coin, if you be in that coin, or with other coins, you're more valuable. If you stay in church, you're going to stay drug free, alcohol free. And there are some that can hide it pretty good. And there's a couple that I'm fixing to confront that I know that are hiding it. Listen, you can't hide like the coin. God knows where it is. And if you continue to hide, you're not going to have any value. You're not going to have any value. Wouldn't you love for somebody to come and say, hey, man, what are you doing? If I get out of line, if I'm walking out of line, somebody say, hey, man, what are you doing? There's some right now, they're like that coin. They're trying to hide from God. He uses the parable of the lost coin. Read it later, 15 Luke. And he uses that parable to say, by itself, no, you ain't valuable. But with all the other coins, Mr. Johns, you can make it. I love that story. I was thinking about that today. I, 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 just, I just can't get over how God loved us so much that he came down on earth in the form of a baby. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, what God has planned for people who loved him is more than eyes have ever seen and ears can ever hear. How many believe that today? I'm not losing you, am I? What God has for you is more valuable than eyes can see and ears can hear. I'm looking for the future. And my future is looking brighter than my past. Because Christ is in my future. Has that ever entered your mind? The potential of those who are connected to God is immeasurable. But the potential of those that are lost has equal value. It's immeasurable. You're not even going to grasp. Listen, listen. You're not even going to grasp what heaven's like till you get there. It's immeasurable. But on the flip side, you're not even going to grasp what hell's like until you get there. It's imaginable. Heaven's going to blow your mind, but so will hell. So you have to make a choice. You choose heaven. Or you choose hell. So the Lord uses why he came was for the lost sheep. If he had 99, ain't one important. I know there's one in here today who has not gave their heart to the Lord. That's why we got this message. Because he loves you so much. And then there are some in here like the coin who are trying to do it on their own. I can, I can conquer this habit on my own. I can conquer things on my own. No, you can't. I would not be who I am today if it was not for Parkview Baptist Church and those people in that church that loved me and accepted me right where I was with a dirty mouth, smoking cigarettes, living like a fool, cheating everybody. They accepted me right where I was. They loved me, and I felt the love of Christ, and I began to change my life one day at a time. One day at a time. I remember one time the associate pastor, he was making fun of me for smoking, and I almost quit the church. I did. I was done. Every time I was around, I said, you smell like a cigarette. You smell this. You and he was always picking on me. So one day the devil just used that to say, you know what, I ain't going back there. They're just judging me. How many have ever said, I ain't going back to church. They're just judging me. So I, that, no, the enemy's trying to keep you away from church. you got to realize who the real enemy is. So I used that. I said, I, I called my friend up and I said, look, man, me and Mary and the boys, we're going to try to find another church. He said, what? What's the matter? What's going on? 
I said, well, every time I, every time I go to church, Brother Steve's always picking on me about my smoking, always picking on me about my smoking. He said, man, Brother Steve is 425 pounds. Tell that dude to stay away from a cheeseburger and mind his own doggone business. That's what he said. He said, he's got his faults and you've got yours, and we all do, Brother Mark. But if you keep going, God can help you. I thank God that I called my friend that day. See, if I chose to stay disconnected, we wouldn't be seeing what we see today. What God had in store for me, I can't even imagine. What God had in store for you and your ministries and your life and your children and your family, you couldn't imagine how good it is. Heather, Bobby, can you really grasp how good life is today? And I'm done. Listen. The last parable, the parable of the lost son. After the son left the father's care and began to go his own way, it didn't take long for him to become miserable and lonely. There's a lot of miserable people who are choosing to do things their own way and not God's way. Being disconnected from God will eventually ruin your happiness. So the last parable, listen, the last parable is about a guy who wanted his inheritance and wanted it right now. And he squandered all his inheritance. What does squander mean? He blew it on fast cars and fast girls. He blew it on possessions and Christmas presents and blew all of his stuff on material things, everything the world had. And then all of a sudden he looked back and the millions that he had, he had nothing. Anybody been like that before? You used to have a lot, but man, you blew it all. He blew everything he had, and then all of a sudden, he's in the hog pen. He's in the pig pen. Brother Vic, he's eating with the pigs. I wish I had a pig. He's eating with the pigs. He, can you picture this in your mind? He's down there, and they swap the pigs, and he's down there with the pigs, and he's eating with the pigs. What they got, he's got. He's a pig farmer now. When he had millions, he had trillions, he had a great life, but he chose to go his own way. He chose to go away from Christ, and now he's in the pig pen, and he's slopping with the pigs. And all of a sudden, he says, he comes back up, and he says, you know what? This life so sucks that there's got to be something better. This life's so horrible that there's got to be something better. I speak English here, so if that wowed you, don't be wowed. Come back next week, it'll be worse. <laughs> the life was so horrible, so sucky, no good. He was eating with the pigs. That he said, there's got to be something better. I'm going to go back to my father. I'm going to go back to his house. And I'm going to beg him to forgive me. And I'm going to beg him to take me back. And I'm going to beg him to love me and just let me be a servant. And the Lord used this parable to teach us that he's been waiting for you. Year after year, month after month, day after day, week after week. To come home. To come back to your spot. That life don't have to. You don't have to be in the pig pen. God has so much more. He uses that last parable to teach us a valuable lesson that he's standing there wide open.
So if you read the story, and I preach the story, but if you read the story, you see that he's walking up the driveway, and the father is there, and he's and he's looking, and he's and he's looking, and he says, "That's my son." That's my son. And he runs out there to meet him. And the son, because of his choices, because of his choices, is covered with pig slop. He stinks. He has nasty all over his face, all over his hands. He's dirty. He's filthy. He squandered his whole life. Anybody ever met somebody you didn't want to touch? You're afraid to touch them. You don't want to be a part of them. You don't want to associate them. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. Because our sins were just like the prodigal sons. That's why it's no problem for me to put my hands around a homeless person. No problem to put my hands around a person of different color, where they're from, where they live. Because my sins were just like the prodigal sons. I was nasty. I was dirty. I was filthy. In front of my father, he saw everything. He smelt everything. He knew everything. So here he comes and he sees his father coming and he's probably wondering in his mind, is he going to forgive me? Is he going to love me? I sure like something to eat. And all of a sudden the father puts his arms around him and grabs him up. And can you picture this? Picture this in my elementary mind. That's why I have to speak English so we can get it. Listen, in my elementary mind, I picture it. I, 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 let me find somebody. Hey, let me find somebody that, that uh, 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 where's uh, uh, the little boy with the cowboy hat? Where you at, Isaiah? Come here, Isaiah. Hurry up. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Don't waste time. Come on. You play the prodigal son. Wait, go by the tree. You play the prodigal son. But you're playing that sometime. So do you don't laugh at him. Judge not, you be judged. I play it sometime. Father, forgive me, no I'm not what I do sometime. So Isaiah plays the prodigal son, and he's in the pig pen. Here, slop some pigs, so I ain't the only one that did that today. Get down a little lower. All right, get up. You make a choice. Listen, don't dust yourself off. You're dirty, you're nasty. Get back down there. I don't want you to dust yourself off. Get down. All right, come back up. Don't dust yourself off. You're dirty. Your sins. Your choices. And all you want is the Father's love. And you're walking down the road. And here comes... And he says, go get the best robe. <laughs> what happened, man? What happened? Go sit down, man. Give Isaiah a big round of applause. So, listen. He goes and says, kill the fattest calf. Takes a ring, pulls it off, says, this is mine right here. By putting the ring on, that's possession. He's mine. Put a robe on him, he's mine. God bless you for being here today, no matter what you've done. You see that we're all been lost. I've been lost. 
I tried to do things like that coin all by myself. Anybody try to do things by themselves? Carl, you still got to figure that out. There's a lot of hard-headed people. Not Carl, but we got to figure that out. But God is standing here today with arms wide open. I got to finish, and I got to tell you this, and I'm done. I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. God lets us rebel while we're here on earth. But there's no rebellion in heaven. Hey, listen to me. God lets us rebel and talk in church and make fun. You missed the whole message while we're in church. He lets us rebel while we're on earth. God lets us talk, wonder, miss, focus on the game, focus on this, focus on While we're in church, while we're living this life, God lets us rebel. God lets us rebel while we're on earth. Don't miss this. But there will be no rebellion in heaven. There will be no sin in heaven. Heaven is a perfect place. He's going to let you make your own choice right here. Watch this. I, I'm done, Mike Trocco. I, I know, listen. We can rebel while we're here, but if we don't make things right with God, there will be no rebellion in heaven. You can fool some of the people some of the time, Fred, but you're not fooling God. He got his eye right on you. He knows your number. He knows what you're doing. He knows everything about you. You ain't fooling me. You ain't fooling them. You ain't fooling God. You're not fooling God. I'm not fooling God. Mark Grimes looking in the mirror is not fooling God. I said a statement the other day that God and the devil know you. Perfect statement. Nobody knows you better than God and the devil. Ain't that right, boys? God lets us rebel while we're on earth, but there's no rebellion in heaven. Here's a present. Preparing for the next life is the best use of this life. Preparing for the next life is the best use of this life. God gives us our own way. Hope God gives you your own way. Teresa, God gives you your own way. You have your own way. That's a true statement. And if we want to live without Him on earth, He'll let us live without Him on, in eternity. If we want to live without Him, if we want to do it our own way, and we want to live without Him on earth, He'll let us live without Him in heaven. Don't think you're getting in easy. You're sadly mistaken. Don't think you can keep on sinning and you're going to get in. You're sadly mistaken. If you do things your way, you're not getting in heaven. But if you surrender your life to Jesus today, or if you rededicate your life to Jesus today, and you start serving him today and do it his way, you're going to get in heaven. And that was why he came. Merry Christmas. That was why he came, to seek and save those which were lost, because we were wandering sheep without a shepherd. God looked down, seen all these sheep without a shepherd, and said, I'll send my one and only son. And whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish 
but have every eye in your mind, every head bowed and every eye closed. Father in heaven, we come before you today. Let's stand to our feet today. Granny, would you come play something? Every head bowed and every eye closed. You know why it's so easy for me to preach messages like this? Because I was a sinner. One old preacher said, I was a chief sinner. I was a chief sinner. There was nobody out here on earth that sinned more than me. I kind of think of myself like that. Every head bowed and every eye closed. That I sinned so much that when I walked into a church that the roof would fall in. That God would never love Mark Anthony Grimes. For all that I'd done, every time I used his name in vain, every time I stole something, every time I lied, every time I cheated, every time I hurt somebody, why would God love a guy like me? Mark Anthony Grimes. 10th grade education, went to prison. Mama didn't love me. Daddy didn't love me. Why would God love me? I've done nothing to deserve his love. I've done not one thing to deserve his love. But he said, I love you anyway. He said, I love you anyway. Come on down to the altar today. Feel God's love. Come right now. God loves you despite what you've done, where you've been, what you've said. Come right now. Don't wait. I was a chief of sinners. God loved me beyond what I could imagine. I mean, like to receive that love. Come on down this morning. Say, I'm just coming because I know that I've been getting away from Christ and I love Jesus. And I want to come down right now and I want to tell the Lord by coming that I, I want his love. I want his protection. I need him every day. Come right now. If you need him every day, if you declare today that you need Jesus every day, come right now down to this altar. If you don't need him, you stay out there where you are. But if you need him, come. This ought to be a big movement in our church right now. Every person that's saved, everybody who needs him, every this is the best prison present that you can get. Everyone come. If you need him, don't come if you don't want to come, but if you need him, come. I don't care how long it takes you to get here, just come. Every day that father looked. I'm going to pray for you. If you can't get all the way down here, just touch the back of the next person behind you, in front of you, around you. If you're unable to come, just put your arm forward. By putting your arm forward, you're saying, Lord, I need you every day. Being disconnected from God has vast and everlasting consequences. But right now we come and we say, Lord, we want to be connected to you. From this day forward. Lord, we want to be connected to you from this day forward. Pray this with me. Father, forgive me of my sins. Let me hear the whole church. Father, forgive me of my sins. 
for I know that I'm a sinner. But I promise before you this day to change. Lord, help me to change. I can't do it by myself. Pray with me right now. Say, Lord, I need your protection while I change. Hide me from my enemies. Put a hedge of protection around me, Lord. Lord, it is my desire. Say that with me. Lord, it is my desire to mount up with wings like eagles and soar to new heights. Who wants to soar to new heights? Say, soar to new heights. With you, Jesus. Say this. I love you, Jesus. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Somebody say amen. Give God a praise. Amen.